Hello, listener, and welcome to Into the Characterverse podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to providing deep dives, impressions, and reviews for specific characters out of your favorite comic books. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by... Charlie. And Charlie. <laughs> no no Audrey again this week. Uh, nope. She's uh, still working a lot and very stressed, so we're just we're giving her the month off. So. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I've, I've been there with work, and... So I understand. I took my July vacation, and you know, I did it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Eventually, I'll I'll have to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that happens. So this week we're continuing on with Nightcrawler. Uh, we are digging into some of the later stuff. So after M Day and all of the other stuff. So where we last left off, Nightcrawler had just died, mm-hmm. and then Wolverine was reminiscing on Nightcrawler dying. Carrying a piano up a mountain. Yeah. The most realistic. <laughs> the, yeah. I, whatever. Um, <laughs> so this week we're going to be doing the Amazing X-Men 1 through 6 of the 2013. 13 to 14. Yeah. I don't think we get into 2014, but yeah. we start in 2013. And then we have the X-Men Annual number 1 from 2014. If you're trying to look this one up, you got to scroll a ways in Marvel Unlimited. Yep. It's got Storm on the front. And then we're going to do the 2014 Nightcrawler uh, series number one through four. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and kick this off. I think you're doing the beginning here, Charles. So, yeah, we're going to start off with the Amazing X-Men number one. Um, and we start off right where we left off with Nightcrawler dying, except in this depiction, we do not see the arm coming out of his chest, which I thought was an interesting artistic take. Yeah, right? Like, did someone just, like, <laughs> just, like, remove that from his chest? Like, oh, like. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this one specifically, we're starting off, uh, it is, uh, like, a mini series within the Amazing X-Men, the quest for Night- Nightcrawler, um, parts one through five, which are the first five comics, and then the sixth one kind of rounds it out. So, yeah. Um, we have writer Jason Aaron and penciler Ed McGinnis. Uh, this starts off with Nightcrawler in what we think is heaven. Um, and he is just on the edge of a cliff kind of reminiscing and truthfully kind of wishing he wasn't there. Yeah. Which is interesting for how much we've hit on his faith, how he didn't want to be in heaven, how he had made it, and he just was not feeling it. But immediately we get into some trouble and uh, we get some bamfing and some beating up of some demons and he gets his swashbuckling swords and uh, he's kind of just fighting these people and then all of a sudden we get another bamf, a red bamf, and Azazel appears. Yeah. Who is Nightcrawler's dad. Yep, yep. And we get a little fighting. Um, I really like the fighting scenes between Azazel and Nightcrawler with all the teleportation and how they kind of, uh, how they showed it and illustrated it. It was super interesting. Yeah, you do come up with a lot of times with like multiple Nightcrawlers and Azazel on the same screen, which happens a lot just kind of in general with Nightcrawler, but it was kind of cool the way they blended the two of them together. Um, One thing I also want to talk about Heaven. So I don't know if you noticed this, but throughout the five issues of this like looking for nightcrawler thing Mm -hmm. the levels of like heaven that they're talking about are actually like almost identical to the different levels of the uh like the greek levels of hell no i didn't notice that at all so they talk about uh asphodel which is the like the lava area with the river sticks oh which is where that comes from and then where he is kind of looks like uh elysium i I think i'm saying that correct where like warriors go it's like kind of like open green meadows and like spiritual people and it's just like a warrior's haven kind of thing so this is going to harken back to um anybody who's played assassin's creed odyssey yeah in that one of the dlcs is 
Elysium, and yeah. it does have all those cliffs. And so that's, yep. I didn't put that together. That's really interesting. Yeah, Elysium's because, like hovering up in yep. the clouds and stuff like that. Well, so the reason why I, and it like immediately caught my eye is I've been playing the game Hades recently, and you oh, fight through the different levels of hell. Gotcha. So like, I was just like, wait a second, like, it, this looks like Elysium. And then they yeah. go to like the, <laughs> all of the, uh, the, the fire area, and like they, mm-hmm. I think they even say the river sticks at one they point. Do. And then they go down to the like icier area. I don't know what that's supposed to represent, but it could be Tartarus, which is one of the other levels. I don't think it's the meadows because there's four levels yeah. of hell. But yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it's supposed to be Tartarus or some sort of. That's interesting. Because Tartarus is like underground tunnels, which I guess there is an area where they fight through that where all the blue yeah. bamps are. Yeah. Yeah. So you could you could definitely construe that or like kind of a nod to it. Yeah. I, I just found that very interesting that that yeah. is the mythology that they decided to go through. Considering, like, they talk about Nightcrawler being in heaven specifically, so mm-hmm. yeah, very Christian, yeah. Well, and then they talk about archangels at one point. We'll we'll probably get to that point, but they specifically call out archangels too. Big time. But like, I was like, you guys are in the the Greek like levels of hell rather than in heaven, based off of the words you're saying. So, yeah, I didn't even notice that. So that's super interesting. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah, very strange. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that's all I wanted to say about. No, that. I like that. That's super cool. But then we get uh, Kurt, who decides to jump off of the cliff from heaven. And we cut to Jean Grey going back to the school. Um, it's actually not her. Jean Grey. Or, uh, it's sorry. Spitfire, F- yeah, I believe. Spitfire. It, I, wanted, I thought, I I thought always, it was Jean Grey, yeah. too. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, well, because they specifically say Jean Grey school. And yes. then they have this redhead walking up to the school. So Yeah, it, as I'm reading, I was jogging. But yeah, so they're at the school. Um, she has showed up for her first day as a teacher. And she's meeting everybody. So she's Logan, uh, Storm, and a bunch of the different like kind of like mainline X-Men, as well as some yeah. of the students that are a little less known. Yeah, Beast is hopping around, Psylocke's mm-hmm. around. North stars flying by. Yep. But we get Beast, um, and they're kind of looking around for this disturbance at the school. Um, and he says, we have rodents to exterminate. So they go into this unknown part of the school, and they blow a hole in the in the wall. And we see all the bamps and a large, what appears to be some sort of a portal. Yeah. And they're looking at this portal, and we get all the X-Men that we're going to see in this um, run um, Angel, which we don't really touch on a bunch. Warbird, which we kind of yeah, they kind of stick back. They they don't come in until like issue six. Yeah, mostly. we have Beast, Iceman, Storm, North Star, Rachel Gray. We don't really get to Wolverine and Firestar, who is the new one. Yeah. Um. So they're kind of looking at this portal, trying to figure out what's going on, and all of a sudden we got all these Bamps coming out, and Bamps are the little the little like mini versions of azazel and nightcrawler um allegiances are based on the color of their skin so red for azazel and blue for nightcrawler weird but oh <laughs> yeah right we're really reaching there um the portal starts to like kind of activate we get a big bamf and wolverine and north star get bounced into heaven yeah so they're kind of bouncing around and they see this huge ship and um we are going to be on to the next uh issue issue number two I thought it was interesting that they didn't really like expl- like you you only saw where some of them went like when they first bamped like you kind of find out where they are throughout but like yeah it, it didn't like oh it didn't show a scene of each one getting yeeted into their I kind of like that yeah, though kind of some mystery in there Well that was the thing is I, like I was like where did like Angel and stuff like that end up and it's like oh no they're just chilling back at the They're just the chilling <laughs> Yeah 
Well, we do get your answer to your question answered almost immediately because we see Iceman, Storm, and Firestar in By the River Sticks, where you were talking about with uh, this level of hell. Yeah, Asphodel. Mm hmm. And we see a little bit of fighting. Well, we see some demons. Um, we see Iceman complaining about the heat, and he is melting, quite literally melting. Storm can't control the weather due to the fact that there is no weather. And I would also guess that, like, there's not a lot of, um, you know, like, water moisture in the air yeah. and, and things that she can actually manipulate, if yeah. I had to guess. I don't know. I don't know why she can't control the wind if they're all breathing. But Yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, I can't control <laughs> the weather. It's like, all right, like... Sure, I guess. <laughs> I thought at least like a tornado, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. But I guess like if you don't have air flow, maybe you're not getting the fronts that you need. Yeah. Like you, you can't... Maybe you need an atmosphere for it. I don't know. Yeah, like you can't bring in like a low front to drive up. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't I, I thought it was a little It's been a long weird. time <laughs> since I've uh, delved into weather and climate. <laughs> right. It's been eight years yeah. since like college <laughs> weather. I remember so much. But in the meantime, Storm picks up a mace and starts to beat the shit out of people. I thought that was pretty cool. Just seeing Aurora just go ham without using powers. Oh yeah. So. Well, her. I love the. I love the Mohawk Storm. Yeah. That's probably my favorite storm. Yeah. That, it's, like, pr- it's pretty badass. Mohawk. Yeah. Post post T'Challa breakup. But yeah. yeah, just going ham as the leader of the X Men. Yeah, I love it. So we run into uh, Northstar, who is on a pirate ship, and he's kind of fighting these demon pirates. And then we get uh, Wolverine, who is also fighting, and he is kind of beating up some demons as well. Kind of no-name henchman demons, it felt like. And these pirates are trying to capture both Northstar and uh, Wolverine with some netting, and they are trying to gather forces for Azazel. Uh, Then we skip back to our other crew, and they are not doing so well as they have run into uh, Billy the Kid, our Captain Kid. But uh, as we know him from one of our readings as Billy the Kid when he was in hell as well, I think that was Falcon, if memory serves yeah, me correctly. Yeah, that correct sounds him. right, yep. But we, they're, they're just basically trying to get people to Azazel. They're yeah. trying to get these souls to him. Um, but we get Iceman with a last-ditch effort to freeze hell over. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But it does not work. Uh, spoiler, it does not work. No, so. it briefly gives them a little bit of respite, but... Not not a long term solution. No. Um, so while we're in heaven, um, Wolverine actually runs into Professor Xavier, who has died, and now he's talking to them telepathically. He basically just says that Logan, you gotta, you know, you gotta survive this. You can't fall down. Uh, he immediately falls down. So okay, <laughs> I, I had a question on this, and so well, I know why Xavier said he gets shot at the end of uh, the Messiah Complex. That's that's whatever. So. It comes up at the end of this like little mini run with Nightcrawler that Wolverine's lost his healing factor. Yeah, I really didn't know where that came from. Right, I was so like I was kind of blindsided by the fact that he lost his healing factor because like you see him fighting a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I guess you don't ever see him get hit while he's fighting, but like his claws aren't bleeding or anything mm-hmm. like that. And then he literally like plummets a long way down to the like the freezing area. Yeah, so I was very confused as to whether he had his healing factor at the beginning of this. And then like, maybe there was a concurrent ex- like Wolverine running at the same time, like Wolverine comic that he lost his healing factor and they just adopted it without explaining it in this comic. I don't know. I kind of just accepted it as yeah. like, we need this as a plot device of some sort. And right. This is how we're going to 
go about it. I just sometimes with X Men, I just don't ask some of the questions that I probably should. Yeah, because you kind of just like, all right, uh, this issue. Yep, uh, he's got doesn't have his healing power. Cool. Well, and that's the thing is, there's so many <laughs> other comics outside of the main X Men comic that like just shit is always happening. That yeah. it's like sometimes it's hard to keep up with like who it's has so what powers, hard. who's alive, where what team is everyone on. Yeah. So like, yeah, the fact that he didn't have his power or like his healing factor was fine. It just it didn't seem like the that was an issue the first four comics well, of this run. I mean, look at this run. Like, it's all... Kurt is supposed to be dead, right? Yeah. And they're just, no, nah, we're just going to write right in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, they I, really I, wanted to bring Kurt back. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. But just, sometimes it just... I, it's one of those things where I just... Sometimes it's just like, all right, I'll just enjoy the ride. Right. Because I have no <laughs> clue what's yeah, going on right Exactly. Now. Yeah. But he falls down, and then we end with uh, Kurt trying to find the pirate ship. Yeah. Hunting him down, got his army of Bamps. Yeah, I love the Bamps. Yeah, they're pretty They're pretty great. They're very cute. So, Yeah, so we then start off the next comic, which is uh, Quest for Nightcrawler Part 3, um, with Azazel on his pirate ship kind of being a badass, like mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, it reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean. Very much, yes. Yeah, like he's and he's just like this badass leader of all these like lackeys, like these no name lackeys. We see Beast. Um, so he shows up um, finally after we uh, use the portal, and he starts to fight with Azazel. He fights the whole crew, pretty yeah. much, yeah. But it's a pretty badass fight with him, kind of using math during the during the fight yep. and kind of doing his, uh, you know. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, his uh, circus or yeah, like his bouncing off yeah, everybody, bouncing yeah. off everybody kind of move. Uh, I mean, he was holding his own for a long time. Like it's like several pages that he's fighting them. So. Oh yeah, well he has to fight everybody and Azazel, but yeah. eventually Azazel gets him. He sticks a sword in his back, and then he pretty much just straight kicks him uh, right off the pirate ship. Yeah, he like three hundred them off the ship. Yeah, <laughs> but to not to his avail, uh, Beast does grab a hold of the pirate ship. Yeah. But he's in full rage. We'll, we'll see him, I think, next issue or at the end of this issue. Yep. And so we see Storm, who got captured, um, and she is about to get her hands cut off because she keeps escaping. And Nightcrawler and Bamfs show up and start to beat the shit out of Billy the Kid and yeah. all these pirates. We get a weird scene where uh, they, like, kind of kiss or, like, they're romantic. Yeah. No, Kurt, Kurt just kissing everybody. Yeah. I really... Did not understand some of this stuff. Well, that's a, so. There's like, I I read a little bit extra too. That like, uh, there's a lot of love interest for Kurt just constantly. Like Aurora's always just kind of a love interest for Kurt here. Yeah. And then uh, Amanda, of course, is a pretty constant like love interest. And then there's also one that comes up later in the Nightcrawler run. There's another one like immediately really? after by like issue ten. You have both of them. Yeah. Yeah, so so we get uh we get Kurt with Aurora, and then it kind of flashes back to him kind of taking care of her when he when she first arrives. We get a little more fighting with Billy the Kid. He's eventually bested by Nightcrawler, and we see Beast start to attack Nightcrawler. And that's where the issue ends. Um, is Beast kind of about to whoop the shit out of Nightcrawler? Like, yeah, he's enraged at this point. So yeah. if you can think of you know, um, completely out of his mind, just kind of going full fury mode. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the next issue where we uh, catch up with Wolverine and Northstar, who are in the 
the icy planet and they're just walking and North Star says he's flowing in multiple different directions and can't find anything and we're kind of left with kind of a hopeless uh, Logan and North Star. Yeah. Um, we then go back to the River Styx where Iceman is turning into a uh, slushy. Yeah, yeah, like he he's like dying, dying. Yeah, big time. And North Star thinks, well, if he can't freeze it over, I'll make it burn. Yeah, she 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 goes like supernova and just yeah. tries to burn all of hell, which I thought was interesting, and save Iceman at the same time. Yeah, which so. I was like, well, okay, sure, <laughs> good for you. Uh, we get Beast. Now we're cutting back, so this is kind of a kind of a cut cut. Yeah, there's a lot of cuts in yeah. this issue. And we get Beast and, and Nightcrawler a little bit of a fight with a lot of bamfing and, and uh, kind of bouncing around. It was kind of a badass fight, truth be told. Yeah. And well, it's also interesting, too, because Beast obviously knows Nightcrawler's strategies a lot of the time. And yeah. Like, does best Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. One of the few times you actually see Nightcrawler get bested in this whole well, run. And then they talk about them playing chess in the danger room and he, him also getting bested by Beast, which I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But as he says, checkmate to try and snap him out. Uh, Aurora pulls out. Aurora pulls out the sword, and Beast is back to his normal self. Which yeah. I guess if I had a sword in my spine, I'd be pretty pissed too. Yeah, I I don't know why I immediately thought like, oh no, his chakra is being blocked by that sword. <laughs> like, I don't know why that was where my mind went to with that, but I, mean, I thought it was pretty it's funny. Fair, it's fair, right? So we get back to um, Spitfire and Iceman who are now in this kind of like tunnel area with all the Bamfs. And we see Kurt appear who teleports down there magically. Yeah, just can. I didn't quite get that because it was kind of like, all right, uh, we're kind of at a loss. And then just boom. Yeah. Here's Kurt. And he sees his Bamfs and they're like his best friends. And he goes into kind of a tale about how he got the Bamfs. Yeah. Because Azazel... Um, they uh it was a giant maggot and um their their father was a changeling in the form of a face eating lamprey it was love at first sight he says yeah it's very very weird backstory for the bamps but azazel essentially gives them blood yeah he lets them suck his blood and so uh kurt says i promised them something else and then kind of leaves that as a dot 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 yeah we find that out at the end what it is but yeah yeah but for now spoiler it's his soul yeah it's his soul (laughs) yeah but so we cut back to North Star and Logan, and they're just giving up. I yeah. mean, and we see another flashback of um, Kurt and Logan talking in a bar and kind of talking about, you know, they don't want to die alone. And Wolverine says, I don't care if I die alone. And sure as shit, he's dying alone in the <laughs> cold. And we see uh, a really touching picture of um, a really cool full page of Nightcrawler and, and Wolverine hugging he- because, you know, like he was ready to die and Nightcrawler shows up at, you know, the last the, second yeah yeah i, I think that's one of the ones i uh, i took a, a screenshot of for yeah. to put up for when we post this ish, this episode good that's an excellent one yeah. um so we get them bamf out of there and we get the whole crew the swashbuckling crew which yeah. is another badass uh uh scene at the end of one of the issues yeah no i thought it was a really cool like splash page for it mm-hmm. so then we are on the conclusion of the quest for nightcrawler um, and this is where we see the Bamps uh, fighting, and we get a little bit of uh, Warbird and and Rachel Gray, just a little. Yeah, they're back. They're back at Jean Gray school. Yeah, there's Angel. a Bamp fight. Yeah, and nobody really cares though. It's yeah. kind of a couple throwaway in my opinion. Yeah, like, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, we haven't talked about these people in four yeah. issues. Uh, another really, there's a bunch of badass spreads at the end of this. We have yeah. the swashbuckling spread, um, yeah. with all of them on the pirate ship and we see them all fighting and eventually, um, Kurt 
gets kind of mad because Azazel keeps calling him boy, and he says, I am not your boy, and kind of hits him, and we get Azazel actually killing Wolverine. Yep. Um, and now without the healing factor, he just gets gutted, basically, right yeah. through his chest. Um, we see a little Charles Xavier as well um, saying that, you know, kind of what you're thinking about doing, you can't be undone, and kind of giving a fair warning to him. Yeah. And um, he basically says, I'm ready to, you know, I'm I'm ready to pay what I owe at that point, which is talking about the BAMFs and what yeah. he needs to do. So yeah. essentially he takes the BAMFs and Azazel back to Earth where he uh, traps them. Yeah. Where he traps Azazel, rather. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty bold move uh, to trap Azazel on Earth, but sure, sure. I, I mean, I guess I get it, like Earth versus Everybody. Unlimited souls, yeah. 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 Like he seemed like he was on his way to becoming like an all powerful, you know, kind deity of deity kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. So I could see where he's coming from, but didn't make it any easier for um for, you know, Professor X to accept that and neither Nightcrawler who goes back and it's kind of we get a a similar shot of him sitting at the edge of heaven, but nice sitting on a roof, kinda of reminiscing about, you know, I had everything, right? I had yeah. I was in heaven, I accomplished my goal as a Christian, and here I am just stuck yeah like literally everything i've always been fighting for i had and i still made the choice to come back anyway yeah which i i thought that was an interesting you know little nod back to his religious background and Mm -hmm. it it does kind of speak to nightcrawler's character yeah that like the 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 (laughs) he's putting his friends and family above like his religion right which is kind of huge like you're literally in heaven so i mean but his family is x-men yeah i mean you know if he's got more work to do yeah exactly i guess i get it and they needed to you know write him back in yeah exactly um (laughs) so the sixth issue is uh is all in the family part one um we get a different penciler on this one which is pretty apparent right away yeah, uh, I I didn't really like it to be honest with you. I like the old one better. Yeah, a lot I like better. I, I like the one through five much better than the six. Like the six was okay. It's just it was much more cartoony. Yeah, if that makes sense. And it was just like considering how much I like the previous artwork, this mm-hmm. one was just a very sudden change. Yeah, I was not a big fan, but and really the story itself wasn't that great either. To yeah. be honest with you, yeah, it was. Kind I'm gonna of rate them separately. So. Yeah. Oh, you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Um, <laughs> so we get a little bit of Moody Kurt, who is sad about coming home, like we just touched on. Uh, Azazel is on Earth, and Kurt is very pissy about it. And uh, they also meet up with Kitty Pride and Cyclops, and they have, you know, because of their whole history of Cyclops, um, you know, uh, you know, he killed the professor so yeah you know, now he's got this weird like x on his forehead and all this shit so yeah he's kind of kind of he's gone splinter rogue i i haven't read much x-men from this time frame Neither at all have I. so like I, I found it interesting how venomous they were towards uh cyclops and everything like that yeah, and like they hated him yeah and like especially since how big kitty pride was in kurt's story like how much that didn't really connect here like no. they have a few quick lines about it but like last time we saw Kurt, Kitty was dead. Right. So Kitty's back alive, and as far as I know, this is the first time Kurt has seen her since she came back to life. This doesn't matter. So yeah, I I thought that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Again, this is why I take these kind of story by story almost to kind yeah. of enjoy the story because if you look at the overarching, it's kind of hard because of all the stuff that they do. But we see uh, Kurt kind of figures out that the waitress is actually Mystique, and they have a little son 
mother mother son moment where you know they're pointing guns at each other and wanting to kill each other so it's always magical great um but she's trying to free azazel um they eventually do free azazel um much to the you know she's trying to kill him and nightcrawler's trying to stop both of them and they have this little family feud um and we get a scene with now azazel uh bamfing you know teleporting mystique out into the woods where he kind of she wants to kill him and he basically wants to fuck so yeah. i mean that's yeah. what it is he's you know basically says like let's do what we did to get you know kurt here and yeah it, weird scene man yeah <laughs> but it kind of ends with kurt and wolverine at the bar and uh just kind of uh showing how good of friends they are so yeah, that's wolverine where... like carrying kurt back home when kurt's drunk and stuff so yeah i think that was the point of that reading was a show there their friendship yeah um they really leaned into the wolverine nightcrawler friendship for this so big time yeah all right uh what would you rate the uh first five. First five, five out of five that was a really cool story i like the the kind of heaven aspect of it and i really liked azazel being brought in so yeah. um and kind of like the pirates of the caribbean vibe and very, they kind of brought in heavy. all these different x-men and showed off their powers so i thought it was a five out of five just killed it um what do you think um, for the first five, I'd probably give it like a 4.75, mostly because of my own ignorance of the comics around this time frame. I just don't know the team particularly well. Like yeah. some, some of these are new characters for sure. like this team for me. And, yeah, makes sense. And like Wolverine's power thing just coming in at the end was a little weird, but the yeah. story overall and everything like that, very good. I had a lot of fun with it. You get yeah. a lot of bamps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cool seeing them hop through the different levels of hell and heaven and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, 4.75. So right on. yeah, it, mostly nitpicky stuff. Yeah. As I usually dock things for as usually yeah. that, but well, no, it's good. <laughs> uh, what do you think about part one of the next one? Uh, so the issue six of the amazing X-Men, it, it was okay. Uh, it was just a continuation of it. Yeah. It was fine. Nothing crazy. I'd probably give it like a three, 3.5. Uh, the artwork definitely brought it down a little bit for me just because yeah. it was i really liked the the previous five artwork so this one was a, a change for me yeah so. i think i would go with like a 2.5 i don't think the way the story kind of morphed and shifted i thought it was super it just it was very rocky and yeah they kind of jumped around to like kurt being at the bar and then not being at the bar and trying to help out and I didn't like the artwork. I just didn't enjoy that issue, but that's just me. Well, that was one of those things where, like, I thought, like, I got where they were trying to get for it with it. Like, Kurt essentially accepting that he's still alive, like, the consequences yeah. of that, everyone being excited that he's still there. But, like, the emotion and heaviness didn't really land quite right for it. I think they could have concentrated on that and not brought in Azazel and Mystique. Yes. And just, you know, been like, we're going to talk about Kurt and his feelings and what he's kind of going through, like an inner monologue. Yeah. And I, I think, think that, that would have been effective. Yeah, same. It, like, I understand wanting to bring the family stuff into it. And, uh, yeah. Like, it's setting up stuff in the future. But, yeah, I just, I didn't I didn't find that one particularly enjoyable. No. But, yeah. Especially not coming off that was uh, the quest for Nightcrawler. Right? Because those were so good. <laughs> <laughs> those just, hit, yeah, they, they those just hit. So, yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll uh, pick up with my reading right after this brief break. Cool. All right. Welcome back, listener. Thank you for sticking with us here. So we're going to pick up uh, where Charlie left off. We got some more Amazing X-Men, but we got the Amazing X-Men Annual number one from 2014. Like like I said, this is the one with Storm on the front. If you do X-Men Annual, you got to scroll a ways. Yeah. 
So we uh, this one is very storm focused. We do get a decent amount of Nightcrawler, but this one's pretty heavily storm focused. So we get uh, an unknown Minotaur esque creature. Uh, it's Mer Mer Merdua. Merdua. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. that. Yeah, they can control sand essentially is what it does. But it looks like a like a Minotaur type creature. But uh, Aurora gets information that essentially her her people back in Africa are being attacked and kind of seem to be like singled out. So we, we talk more about uh, Wolverine not having his healing factor again and stuff like that. But uh, they, they, <laughs> like no reason again. Yeah, I still don't know why. But they decide to uh, go back and Aurora wants to figure out what's going on because there's like the, the decapitations and stuff like that has increased like 300% right. or something. It was sure. It was, yeah, it was kind of random. So she's once again being kind of like looked at like a goddess. And she kind of struggles for like a brief moment about like responsibility for helping people out, like people that are struggling with bad like conditions, like environmental conditions. Right. Because it's a thing she can literally control, so. What? It's weird. Yeah, we get this, the withered old lady. Yeah, there's a withered old lady, like, you know, like, help us, like, you can you can do this, like, yeah. we'll make the sacrifice of the goat or whatever, because she, she even makes, it, like, the thing, like, oh, I don't she require. She brings a goat. Yeah. Then she's like, no, I don't require sacrifices anymore or something <laughs> along those lines. It's like, okay. Uh, but apparently, the... This person wanted Aurora here specifically. It was a trap to bring her in. Right. Uh, because Aurora's cousin, I think it was, got uh, also kidnapped. But there's a pentagram with dead people on each point of it and stuff like that. I don't know. It's a it's a whole thing. But they're here to summon, like, the Avatar of Death, I believe it was. It was like a weird 300 zombie type thing. Do no explanation as to what the fuck is going no. on with this. Like, I don't understand. Just that it wants to eat. Yeah, just wants to eat. I don't. Maybe there's some myth, like some mythology or something like that that I just don't understand. But I thought it was I, very strange. I had no idea. It just looked like a large. Yeah, it's got like know. tentacles, a bunch of mouths, and just really we'll, wants. To, it's we'll got sam. It's got sure. swords. Yeah, it's got a bunch of swords. I don't. I don't really understand. But um, the I, one thing I did find interesting. The mouth shoulders. The mouth shoulders. Yeah. One thing I did find interesting is they talk about how this person's not a mutant. They're an inhuman. So apparently that is where we are in the X, like in the Marvel universe is the oh, inhumans have now been. I didn't like that. Yeah. The inhumans, I, I, I have such a mixed bag on it because it kind of makes sense after the mutant thing mm -hmm. happened is they needed to, a way to bring more like super powered people in. But then it's just like this. I think it's the Terrigen gas or something yeah. like that, like cocoons people and then gives them powers. Yeah. Which if you've ever watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they talk about quite a bit in that show. Yeah, so that's the main plot point in the Marvel Avengers video game. Yeah. Don't buy it. Uh, I got it for free on Game Pass. So. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. But yeah, that's the main plot point in that one is the Terrigen gas, which sure was fine. Yeah, it's okay. They, they, they were doing a thing with Terrigen gas and then ISO, like ISO crystals. Yes. The, the ISO thing was going, like, is still going on. Of course. I don't know at why or where it came from, but, like, every mobile game and everything every, has the ISO. Dude, Ultimate Alliance, that's all you farm. It's like ISO 8 or something yeah, like that. ISO 8, yep. Yeah. That's how you improve your characters. But uh, the X-Men fight this big creature. 
we we got um nightcrawler bamfing in and out and like saving kind of random people the storm is fighting this person this person has a vendetta against her because when she was a kid out on her like vision journey when she was younger she kind of lost control of her powers and made like a huge storm allegedly allegedly made a huge storm that like the winds were so strong it like stripped the skin from the bones and stuff like that very dune it's very dune-esque on that allegedly allegedly apparently (laughs) we find out later it wasn't true that those were just storms that just kind of always happened in that area anyway from the withered old lady (laughs) yeah from the withered old lady but storm is fighting this person she's struggling with her past and the guilt of it Mm -hmm. um wolverine gets chopped real good but yeah i don't Uh, know yes it's magically protected so they pick up the creature's own machetes because those are magical weapons so they can it wasn't hurt the it. worst idea no it wasn't but it's very funny seeing Truthfully. wolverine with a giant machete it's awesome it's very funny seeing it like <laughs> it looks so wonky he's like digs oh, and the machetes kind of look like steak knives so you guys ever yes. remember those old school steak knives like the yes. chicago cutlery ones mm-hmm. with the uh the wood yep man they gave Oof. me those vibes yes very much i thought that was very funny yeah i liked it a lot but yeah, it they they defeat the creature. Storm defeats Maruda. Mer, I don't know how to pronounce it. Death Avatar's killed. The soul of her cousin is returned to the body. They find out that the storms weren't real. She makes it rain, and uh, everything is green and lush again. God damn it, the goat's still there. Yep, the goat is still there. There's an elephant. There's all sorts of stuff going on I here. I had no idea what they had to do with Kurt. Yeah, I mean, it, there there wasn't a whole lot of Kurt in here. It, it's just an, it's just a continuation of the X Men yeah. where they're currently at. Um, I was a of, I was just surprised by that one. I, was, I thought for sure at some point we were gonna get like some sort of Kurt centric. L- yeah, it was but... like literally Kurt's just bamfing around yeah. saving people. That's really all he does in that entire entire like issue. We're gonna move. I'll, I'll, I guess we can rate that one right away. I mean, it was it was something. It was fine. I don't know. Two point five. Sure. Yeah, it's middle of the road. It's fine. Sure. Uh, the artwork was good. Maybe yeah. they'll bump it to a three for me. Yeah. But there was a cool uh, illustration in the middle of it with Storm and all of her forms. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a cool illustration. Yeah, like the sand art. Mohawk like, still the coolest. Yeah, but it's if, fine. if you're doing a Nightcrawler read, not really necessary for the Nightcrawler nah. read. You can skip over that yeah. one. So, we are doing the 2014 Nightcrawler. We're going to do issues one through four here. Uh, this was written by Chris Claremont. So, we can see that his writing style is very different from what we saw from early Chris Claremont. Which... So, when I clicked on that, and now with the new Marvel Unlimited, they show like a. They, they make it more apparent who the writer and illustrator yes. and stuff, you know, who they are in the opening. You know, when you're pulling up the issue itself. Yeah. And I saw Chris, Chris Claremont and I was like, Son I, didn't of a budget bitch. Enough, I didn't budget enough goddamn time for this. <laughs> and then I, I opened it up and I was like, okay, all right, never mind. We're good. Yeah. So we are, we just kind of jump right into it. This is another kind of retelling of Kurt's origin story yep. again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it feels like they do this every few years with Kurt where they're just like, oh yeah, no, we need to reintroduce all of Nightcrawler's backstory. You remember the circus? <laughs> remember the circus? We're going to return to the circus. Um, we get a fight scene with Wolverine and uh, Nightcrawler. It's, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It, yeah. It's a cool training. You can kind of see their camaraderie. They gave Wolverine very... It felt very 90s in his armor, like his new armor, yeah. but this is like 2014, but 
Well, and it reiterates that he doesn't have his healing factor because he busts out his claws and starts bleeding fucks real up bad. His, yeah, yeah. His knuckles. Kurt is just kind of uh, reminiscing on you know some of his past, of, of, like all the teams he's had and stuff like that, and he's kind of getting used to being in the school, mm. like learning about all the Jean Grey stuff, learning about just all the various students and stuff like that. He's kind of settling in now that he's alive again because this yeah. picks up right after he came back to life. And then we also get a some stuff with Rachel Summers. So oh, yeah. I don't know when she came back to life, but that, I'm cool with it. It's whatever. I like I mean, Rachel. Whatever. She's not like super integral to this, but she's back and around. Right. So they have a nice little moment where they kind of talk about Excalibur and their time together and how it wasn't all bad and stuff like that. But it's fine. But then uh, Kurt goes to see Amanda, <laughs> which I thought was very funny because she's now working again in the city, which I... sure. And she was literally the one of the rulers of hell for a while, but she's, sure. she's living in a flat now. And we get uh, another scene with Kurt, you know, laying sexily on the, the couch with a bunch of bamps around him. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. But they they kiss and make out, and then just a big <laughs> creature busts through the wall. I do not understand all the bamps being around when they're like, he's like trying to get fresh. Yeah, he's trying to get fresh, and they're just like. It's like, yeah, bringing a bunch of kids to like, a, like, oh, I'm going to do a hookup, but I got to bring all 30 of my kids with me. Like, yeah, it's like the weird dog, you know. Yeah, it's very strange. Just staring at you the whole time. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> um, but we get a just a big creature that busts through the wall. Kurt assumes that he's going after him. Guy's actually yeah. going after Amanda. Yep. Kurt is able to catch this person off guard with his teleportation and like save Amanda. The Bamps help out and stuff like that. And Kurt goes back to fight him. Um, it's the Trimega is the name of the, the person. You don't find out for a couple issues why it's called Trimega. But it, badass I'm, villain, though. It's badass villain. Not sure if he's a robot, cyborg, any of that stuff. Big yeah. guy. Kurt can't really do a whole lot to him. Really heavily armored, mm-hmm. hand blast, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Kurt drops a wall on the guy. and That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's a cool fight. Um, yeah. it's very obvious that Kurt's not doing a lot to them, but I mean, it's a cool fight mm-hmm. and Kurt, you know, uses his brain to outsmart him and use his own momentum against him to drop the wall on him. Yep. And then Amanda comes out, uh, full magic style, like got, got the cool clothes on doing magic person's gone, but they, they start their romance and they start their adventures. Essentially what boils down to at the end here. Kurt just wants to get it on. Always, always just wants to get it on. So, we get a retelling of Kurt's origin story here. So, literally, <laughs> you know, he was in the circus. Oh, my gosh. How him and Amanda, like, came to be. They they talk about their mother a little bit, how she was going to fall on her yep, first act, yep. and how he saved them, and then they kiss, and it was kind of weird because they're like brother yeah, and sister. Yeah. But they go back to the city because they want to see if... They can talk to their mother, if, see if she has any information about right. this creature. Since they're specific, it's specifically going after magic users, they're afraid it's going to go after her. So they go around the city. They're, you know, Amanda's using her magic to make them look like normal people. The Bamps are looking around the city for their mother and keeping an eye out, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we once again get Kurt reminiscing on essentially this first kiss and saving her and stuff like that. And they talk about it. It's kind of a sweet moment, yeah. but... I mean, it's a story that we've read four times now. I think, yeah, at least. So, like I said, they they just decide to reboot that every like every couple of years. So, but yeah, it's it's a nice little moment where they're talking. The Bams don't find anything, so they go to the actual circus to see if they can, 
you know, find her there, like, mm-hmm. personally. And they get, uh, she, Amanda's going to do magic to see if maybe right. they can get a little bit closer. They get hit with a fire blast, and then they get hit by a big old boy that, that punch real good. House. House. It's an old friend of theirs, which you, if you've read the old ones, you do know at least two of these people, the gummy. Yeah. I, I don't recognize, but was it f- fewer? I recognized him. Yeah. And he then was the one that was most prominent to me. Yeah. The, like, him and House, I, I recognize both House. of them. Yeah. Uh, they fight him for a while without trying to hurt them too bad. I, I did find it funny watching all of the Bamfs uh, being naked as shit, getting their shit rocked by the stretchy lady. Yeah. So. Gummy. Gummy, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. But they don't believe that this is actually Kurt because they know Kurt is dead and now Fair. Kurt's back alive. And they're just like, you're not going to sell his name. They're with witches and shit. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Kurt outsmarts Fuhrer and, who blasts House with the fire thing and, like, kind of kind of breaks the, the flow and then gets Gummy to get punched by House when he freaks out after being on fire. <laughs> It, I mean, it's it's so crazy and Kurt, like, using their powers against themselves yeah. and stuff like that. And, like, they realize that it really is Kurt and Amanda. Wow. And introducing their powers for later. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, their friends' powers for later. Yeah. But the their mother is, in fact, at this little carnival circus type thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was it Mar- Margali? I, I, can yeah, never say, Mar- I can never say her name correctly. No, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I think it's Margali or... Yeah. So she's around, and uh, they're just like, hey, you, do you know this thing? And they're like, nah, no idea what this is. And the uh, guy shows up again immediately. <laughs> Goddamn Trimega. Trimega, yeah, just immediately shows up again. So we're we're on to issue three already, moving right along. Yeah, I mean, the story was, it was a good story. It, it mean, moves quick, and they're yeah. all, like, between, like, 18 and 22 pages. These are pretty short comics, They're very honest. short. I, yeah. I enjoyed them, though. So they uh they do their fight and stuff like that and <laughs> Kurt realizes that he got uh punched by a fist that came out of a dude like Trimega's back. He's that like, was what? funny as shit. It was very funny. He's like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> yeah, as a teleporter, I mean like why wouldn't you like always teleport to somebody's back and yeah. like punch him in the back of the head, yeah. you know? Like that's just logical. Yeah. So then the Trimega starts glowing and it separates into three different robots. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and they all have like individual powers, you know, one water, one fire, one wind. Yep. So that's fine. Uh, th- there's a big fight, like house gets blasted, you know, fear is shooting people, uh, gummy is dodging stuff. You know, there's, it's a good fight. Yeah. It's a good I mean, fight. And they kind of, I mean, that's why I think they had them fight at the beginning of last comic is they're trying to introduce their powers for this exact moment, which Agreed. is cool. I mean, like. Like trying to showcase different people, so yeah, no, it was it was it was cool, but uh, Kurt is able to best one of them, but get like almost gets blasted, and you know the the fight's not going particularly well, so not really the try the tri mega has kind of bested them and kind of has them at fi- fist point because they're gonna shoot them with their fist beams. I don't know, sure, I want to say gunpoint, but that's not right. No, but uh, then all of a sudden they get like magicked. Uh, Margali just starts doing her thing and is able to like banish them to another realm. Essentially, um, there, there's apparently some history between Amanda and Margali where they're kind of salty between yeah. each other and they don't really trust each yeah, other. Yeah, she say like she said something that's unforgivable or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what Margali did. Yeah, yeah, it's not a hundred percent clear. It's one of those things where it's it's happened in a different comic and they they brought it back, which is that's fine. Yeah. 
But they're just like, all right, well, we need to go figure out what's going on here. And all of the circus people are like, absolutely not. Like, deuces. deuces we are, <laughs> this is not our thing. Good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, great to see you're still alive. Please don't call again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we just got our asses handed to us. See you. Yeah. None of us are really fighters. We're all entertainers. Right. So thanks for that, I guess. <laughs> so they, they magic back to uh, Jean Grey School for, you know, gifted people. And uh, Aurora, rightfully so, is pissed that Margali's here because Margali's done some pretty messed up things. Uh, yeah, she is not liked. No, not at all. But uh, Aurora is like like foaming at the mouth to just mess up Margali. Uh, Maybe Aurora's mad because Kurt, he, she knows that Kurt was macking on you know, his foster sister again. Amanda and, again, yeah. yeah. I, that's the thing. I, I just never quite know what those relationships are. Nope. <laughs> no. I was very confused when I read this. I was like, wait, I thought Kurt and storm were together see the last time we had the nightcrawler mini series like aurora was like waiting for him in the shower and stuff like that yeah but like also had a amanda storyline where him and amanda were yeah. like fucking around too so i don't whatever <laughs> kurt's always just macking around yeah, was, uh, yeah. but the <laughs> kurt eventually convinces aurora like hey we're x-men we help people amanda needs help here Mergali might need help we don't really know so we'll you know we'll take them inside and see yeah see what we can do. So I believe this is the danger room uh, where Kurt is sitting on the ledge of. Yeah, I was really confused by that. But yeah, yeah, I think I think it's the danger room because mm-hmm. Wolverine just kind of walks in with a few beers and hands him one, and they kind of sit and talk, which is very reminiscent of the Wolverine comic where Wolverine yeah. just lost Jean Grey and Kurt comes and sits down and talks with them. It's very very reminiscent yeah. of that comic, and they're sitting there having a beer. And then you know the all the bamps show up and start fucking around, and then they they have their they have their nice little their moment. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, it was cool. You, you you get a lot of Wolverine Nightcrawler bonding in this timeline. Like, there's just so much kind of bro love going on here. It's good. I, I love I, it. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. So I don't entirely understand this, but they're kind of hanging out, figuring out what the threat actually is here. And Amanda like shocks Rachel, and I'm not sure who the other person is. Yeah, I don't know who the other person is either. I think it's just supposed to be, I really don't know, like her aide or something? Yeah, I'm not 100%. I think that might be the doctor lady. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, from the I first don't, yeah, comic? Yeah, from the first comic. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Uh, but Amanda's like, no, I am a threat, and like incapacitates them. And I don't entirely understand why. I think she knows Margali's pulling some shit, but she's, I think she feels like she, they're wasting her time. Kind of. Here's the thing, though. Rachel Summers, very useful. Yeah. I, I didn't get that scene. It just seemed like they were trying to get rid of Rachel because maybe she would have been too much of a plot yeah, hole like, or too much of like a... Like it would be too hard to write her out of the next part of the story. Well, she's such a strong telepath and stuff yeah. like that. She'd pretty quickly figure out what was going on. Right. Yeah, they're just like, no, we're just going to zap her down with some magic and be done with it. Yeah, like Amanda needs to get out. So like, sorry about it. Yeah, exactly. So Storm and Beast are talking with Margali. Margali pulls some magic bullshit and uh, incapacitates both of them with some wind uh, and some paper, essentially, and turns them both into memory pieces of paper. This was kind of strange. I thought it was kind of like, it, it's cool. It's super cool. It's super cool. And like it, it's an interesting way for her to extract memories without being a telepath. Yeah. Because then you can just like grab the pictures of the memories and stuff like that. And I thought it was super, super cool. It was just very strange. But I guess that's kind of what makes the magic so, like, terrifying in the Marvel right. Universe is that it can do shit like this. 
but essentially kills Storm and Beast right here. Like, yeah, essentially. Well, nobody's ever dead. Yeah. So the, <laughs> so the the alarms start going off. So Wolverine and Nightcrawler, you know, gear up. Uh, but here, see, we get the doctor right here. So I'm not 100% sure. It doesn't really matter. I, I, I didn't get it, but. Yeah. So Amanda's like, all right, we got to we gotta figure out what's going on here. All the students are freaking out because of the alarm. Nightcrawler's like, no, it's real. And now there's just like tons and tons of this, the Trimegas. I'm just yeah. going to call them Megas. Uh, I so, like it. So there's tons of Megas outside that are attacking the school now. And it seemed to be going after mutants as well, not just Amanda. So. A bunch, a bunch of people get blasted, and uh, that's pretty much how that issue ends. Yeah. So then we get kind of the, the finale of this reading here. We get to see some other X-Men that we don't see quite as often here uh, doing some pretty cool stuff. There's the guy that doesn't have a lower jaw uh, who can, like, focus energy. He's pretty... Firebeard. Yeah, he's super, super dope. I like yeah. him. Uh, it's Husk. Yeah, Jonathan Star Starmore. Sure. Yeah, no, he's got uh, psionic fire. So it fire beard. Yeah, well, it cost him his lower jaw. I know that. Oh, yeah, like he he's missing his lower jaw, and then, like that's essentially how he concentrates it out of his body. I actually just saw something about him. It's oh, yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, no, it's it's real real crazy because I know he loses his fire at one point, and then like the the energy like reforms his jaw, but like while he has his energy, it's like his entire internal body's made out of the psionic fire. Like Jesus. so. It's, the skin is just containing it. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it, he's an interesting character. Um, yeah, but yeah, so essentially a big old fight. We get to see some of the lesser known X Men and some of the students and stuff like that. Um, I uh, think this Kurt is deheading or beheading a shitload of these megas. Yeah, with his two swords. Yeah, it's so dope. He's got yeah. the swashbuckler swords again. Yeah. He's like beheading stuff, saving a bunch of students. Him and Wolverine are kind of cutting through a bunch of people. Psylocke shows up. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty dope. She starts cutting through a bunch of stuff with her, her with her psionic weapons and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool. I I, I enjoy a lot of this fight scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kurt and Wolverine go off to try to find what the hell's going on with like Hank and Aurora and Rachel and all that stuff. And they find Hank and Aurora's clothes just surrounded by a bunch of pictures. Amanda shows up and then realizes kind of what happened here. Right. And she's like, all right, I think maybe I can put them back together. <laughs> maybe. We'll Seems see. Seems daunting. But uh, she can't fully put them back together because some of the memories are missing, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Like, essentially, if she brings them all the way back, they'll be missing the memories that were taken. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. I thought that was kind of weak. It's, it's kind of weak, but it also makes sense. Like, if you if you're converting their memories into pieces of paper and you then remove those pieces of paper and you reform them without those okay sure whatever it's fine but uh kurt like kisses amanda and they have a nice little moment and you know she's now out of the fight because now she has to reform these two so it's up to kurt and wolverine to go back you get some cool stuff with uh like Iceman and stuff. I don't know. There, there's a, call, a lot of fighting going on here. Like just this entire issue is them like doing a gauntlet fight essentially and like trying to solve issues as they go. Wolverine uh, fucks up some people. Kurt goes outside to go find his adoptive mother, Margali, essentially making a giant portal to the uh, heavens yeah. because she now wants to control the heavens for herself. She she found out that Azazel was. Not right. not good at it, but now knows that that's an option. Right. 
and she's you know she's ruled other levels of hell at various points and stuff and like she that. Seems so smarter than Azazel. Yes. So she's like, all right, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to rule this bitch. I got you. I got it. I got it. So she uh, she's like, all right, I'm going to make this. Kurt shows up and uh, fights one of the Trimegas, like the ultimate Trimega, more or less. Mm-hmm. While uh, Margali is continuing to do the the spell. And magic shows up very conveniently and gets punched, and that kind of sets Kurt off and cuts off this dude head, and then he just <laughs> throws it at her. That was badass. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, especially since like if these guys are made out of magic, you we already have established that magic items will go through magical right. defenses, kind right. of thing. So it makes sense that he would throw it at the back of her head and kind of incapacitate her. But the portal stays open, so. Uh, Nightcrawler and Amanda are like, all right, we'll go together. We'll go to the other side and close it. Amanda's like, I can't close it from this side. I got to close it from the other side. And they're like, all right, well, we'll do it together. And as I jump through, Kurt gets blocked because he is not allowed back into heaven yet because he gave up his soul to come back to life. Right. And Amanda does get does go through. Oh, and, yeah. She, he chose to leave. Yeah, he chose to leave. Yeah. So it was kind of willingly. So now he can't go back and he kind of has to earn his way back. But they... Kind I thought of, his hand was going to be fucked. Yeah. I thought he was going to come back with no hand. Yeah. Um When they show they show him going through the portal and they show his his hand and, like, most of his arm and it's kind yeah. of disintegrating, I thought he was going to come back and be missing his hand. Yeah, like, I did for too. for sure. I, I a thousand percent. Yeah. But, yeah, he's, like, trying to reach through to the other side to get to Amanda and she's like, no, like... This is my this is my job. Like you stay alive. I'll, I'll we'll figure something out. And uh, she closes the portal, and Kurt is devastated because now his heart is now on the other side. Oh, I'm sure he'll go cry to Aurora and yeah, <laughs> all, all all sorts of other people. So, but yeah, I've lost my heart. Yeah, but, but I guess I'll go back on Aurora. Yeah, so <laughs> we get a little thing of him looking sad, staring at where she used to be, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the last little my run foster here. sister. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna keep ragging I, on this. It's, it's so, so bad. fucking weird. It's so weird. I like this this iteration of the story was the one that leaned on the fact that they were adopted brother and sister the least. Like they don't mention a single time that they're brother and sister through any of this. No, but if you know their backstory, you're just like, oh no, stepbrother and sister feels, bullshit again. Still feels wrong. Yeah, it still feels wrong, but. I mean, I enjoyed the story. It is a rehashing yeah. of one that we've read a few times now, so I'd probably cut it back a little bit. It's it's an okay story. Yeah. The the Trimega was intimidating, but kind of a lackluster villain overall. And they didn't. They actually technically didn't have any motivation at all, other than to be essentially a Margali tool. Yeah, they were distraction. Yeah. yeah, they were distractions the entire time. So I don't know. I'd probably give it. Three or three point five. The artwork was good. Yeah, I like the artwork. I, the, the the they were short. They they're real snappy. You can read through them pretty quick. Yeah, I'd say like three point five. Yeah, three point five seems reasonable. Maybe three seven five. If I I did like the artwork, so yeah. I have to say I I am kind of giving a few uh, you know degrees in that direction because of yeah. the artwork and how fantastic it was. Yeah, I, the, honestly, the re- main reason I'm docking it as much as I am is because it, they are just retelling the same Nightcrawler story yeah. again. It feel, like, like I said, it feels like every few years they need to remind us of this story right. and br- make Kurt relevant again. It feels like they really want to make Kurt like a centerpiece, but then they just never do that fully. But I mean, I guess the yeah. first five issues of The Amazing X-Men are all Kurt. Yeah, they were so, awesome. Yeah, and they're great. So... 
I'm I'm hopeful for the rest of this amazing X Men run yeah. and the rest of the this Nightcrawler stuff because uh, next week we're going to be doing Amazing X Men seven through thirteen and then Nightcrawler five and six. So I'm super excited for the Amazing X Men. Yeah, I, I've been enjoying super this run excited. so far. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming the artwork gets goes, better, gets better, goes back to the the beginnings. We'll we'll see how it is. And uh, we're getting pretty close to the end of uh, Kurt here. We'll see if we can get Audrey back to at least finish this one off with us. Because uh, I would like to have her here because this is one of her main ones that yeah, she wanted to yeah. do. So, But yeah, I think uh, we have maybe two more episodes of Kurt yeah, Wagner. Yeah, about that, yeah. So uh, we will have released Carnage already by this point as well. So we'll have that out. We'll have some other Kurt stuff. We'll yeah. probably have seen Eternals by the time this episode comes out as well. Oh, we're, hype. We're still a few weeks away from that, but we're, we're, we're actually ahead in our recording right now, which is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I think Eternals we'll will get be a, out. Yeah, we'll get Hawkeye going in November too. Yeah. Uh, do not Google Eternals right now. Uh, one of the people that saw the pre-screening uh, broke their contract and leaked all of the spoilers for it already. Douche. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, pretty rough. So don't Google that if you are listening to this right now. It's probably too late at this point. And I've heard it's such a good movie, too. I, I've heard good things. I've I've heard some good things. I, I sent you a, a clip yeah. from a, mm-hmm. a, a comic book enthusiast that I, I like to watch on TikTok, Straw yep. Hat Goofy. Shout him out. He's uh, he's great. He does, has some really cool breakdowns and stuff like I that. But he, he got a pre-screening. Um, so, yeah, it seemed like he, he really enjoyed it. He had some critiques of it, but... Everybody's going to have their critiques, but I just want to see a good Marvel movie with different people. Right. Uh, I know that the review embargo is up until the 24th. So okay. on the 24th, people will probably start releasing some of their, their reviews of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see then, but I'm yeah. trying to avoid spoilers up until that point. Same. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all we got for this week. Right on. So if you like what we do here, go ahead and please subscribe, like, review, all that all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, all of our uh, socials are in the Linktree link down below. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that fun stuff. But uh, if you have any questions or we're getting close to a, another character selection here, maybe we'll do a, a vote for someone to get put on to our, our D6 or D8 yeah. this time. Or maybe I might talk to Kane about adding one because Kane's done a couple guests on this yeah. uh, this run here. So sure, yeah, we'll we'll see about doing that. But uh, for this week, I'm Mike and I'm Charlie. Thank you for joining us, and talk to you next time.